Good morning. Today is Sunday, July 26, 2020. I've mentioned before, there is a Facebook group that I am a member of, and it's called Great Kosher Restaurant Foodies. It's, um, first of all, it's a gigantic group. There are over 60,000 members to this group, and it's about kosher restaurants, um, kosher restaurants opening or closing, reviews of kosher restaurants, um, a bit of people taking pictures of everything they eat in restaurants, um, complaints, uh, quite a bit of complaints and some arguing. Um, uh, they brought me the wrong thing. Uh, should they, what should they do for it? Uh, the food's taking long to be served. Uh, the waiter was rude. The people at the next table were rude. Uh, how much money should I get off because of it? Okay, so that's, uh, that's part of it. Um, it it's, a, it's a gigantic uh, a group. A person could spend their entire life just keeping up with all of the posts on this uh, Facebook group. Now, um, I must confess to you that um, especially during the nine days, I start to get a little irritated uh, with this group. Uh, of course, we're in the middle of the nine days leading up to Tisha B'Av, and uh, among the restrictions in order to practice uh, practices of mourning of Avelus leading up to Tisha B'Av, the saddest day of the Jewish calendar. So among those is uh, a practice uh, not to eat meat or chicken, not to drink wine. And uh, as I've been discussing uh, for a couple of weeks now, uh, those are just outward manifestations of what should be going on inside of us of uh, mourning and sadness and uh, thinking about the destruction of Jerusalem. So what irritates me on this group is um, what happens is, so people want to go out to kosher restaurants, which is fine. And the kosher restaurants are not serving meat, which is good, or wine, which is good. Uh, but so they have to serve something else. So there are all of these reviews of these very high-end kosher restaurants in New York, in Los Angeles, in Miami, in Paris, in Israel, um, that have their nine-day menu. And instead of um, main courses of uh, steak that cost uh, $75 just for the main course, and by the way, that's the, that's the low end in this category. Um, so now there's fish that costs $50 uh, for the main course. And people are writing about how these fancy places and how beautiful and how delicious and, and it's out of this world and it's wonderful. And um, I, I, I think that that really is missing the point of the nine days. Um, uh, the idea of not eating meat is uh, not just to be able to have uh, the fanciest non-meat, it's that a person is an Avelus. A person is like, God forbid, sitting Shiva. And um, 
the idea of trying to find the fanciest places and the most opulent and the most delicious and the most expensive uh, seems to me to be um, missing the spirit of the law. Yes, the letter of the law is being observed, but it, it misses the spirit of the law. A person should be not so much thinking about food. And I want to admit, I want to confess and admit, I am one of those people that generally I do think too much about food and I do eat too much food and I'm too involved with food. I admit it. I confess my sin. But at least during the nine days, it should not be the, the preoccupation, uh, preoccupation to find the most delicious, the most wonderful, the most, the newest, the fanciest. It's uh, lacking in the spirit of these days. That's one irritation. Then another uh, pet peeve that I have is that a lot of the um, posts on this Facebook group are about listing restaurants that have a seum. So let me just explain briefly. A seum is a party that a person has when they finish a volume of the Talmud. And when a person finishes the volume of the Talmud, it's a celebration. And a person should make a party to celebrate finishing, which is a wonderful, a wonderful thing. And of course, if you're making a party, you invite your friends. And if you're making a party for such a big mitzvah to finish studying a volume of the Talmud, you want to celebrate. And you want to celebrate with a delicious banquet that includes meat and wine and all these celebrations, which in general is appropriate. But what has developed as a practice among many religious Jews is to arrange to make a seum during the nine days. Okay, so if you've been studying the Talmud and you happen to finish the volume and it falls out in the nine days and you want to make one of these parties, so then the practice is you make one of these seum parties, you invite your friends, everyone is celebrating, and you can serve meat and wine even though it's during the nine days. All right. I don't think that's really the best idea to look for a loophole to get out of having to observe the laws of mourning. Yes, it's true learning Torah is so important, but you could have made a seum before the three weeks. You could make a seum after Tisha B'Av is just a few more days. What, what is so difficult to go for nine days without eating meat? Some people, I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't want to frighten anybody. Some people can go for longer than nine days without meeting, eating meat. I mean, you know, it, it's, it, 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 it's not fatal. And to be, would a person, God forbid, sitting Shiva uh, for, God forbid, a family member try to come up with loopholes of how to get around it and how to be able to, to celebrate when it's really not in the spirit of it? Even worse, <laughs> okay, and this is much worse. So what happens is, you know, leniencies start and then they snowball. So now the practice is there are many restaurants that will hold a seum in the restaurant during the nine days. So let's say you have this fancy restaurant and at, I don't know what time, let's say 7 p.m., somebody gets up in the restaurant and they make a seum. 
they read the last paragraph of a volume of the Talmud, they say the prayers about celebrating, and then everybody sits eating meat, even though that person is a stranger. Yes, of course, I understand that um, existentially, I should be very happy if somebody else finishes a volume of Talmud. But let me ask you a question. Is it really the case that I am rejoicing because some stranger finished a volume of the Talmud? I mean, thank God people are finishing volumes of the Talmud every day somewhere. And, and this idea of just somebody made a siyum and now we can have meat and, and enjoy our delicious dinner when it really has nothing to do with us. And this food group publishes lists of these restaurants and I find it very irritating. There's an even worse problem of people making a siyum on Zoom. So now you have some stranger who's in some other continent who's making a siyum and all of a sudden you think that you can eat meat and drink wine. It's, it's, a, it's a misapplication of this rule and it is, it's irritating and it is not in the spirit of things and it, uh, it bothers me. All right, it bothers me. And then this happens. This was late Friday afternoon this Friday afternoon. And there is a post on this Facebook group, Great Kosher Restaurant Foodies. And the, and the post says as follows. I think this was about um, five o'clock, six o'clock on Friday afternoon. I urgently need recommendations where I can get a Shabbos meal for my grandson, who will be spending Shabbos in Lenox Hill Hospital with his father, who is in ICU after open heart surgery. We're far away. We can't get there in time. Can anybody help? Now, Lenox Hill Hospital is on the Upper East Side of Manhattan in New York. It happens that I know Lenox Hill Hospital very well. Three of my immediate family members have been treated at Lenox Hill Hospital. My daughter, because my daughter uh, lives close to that hospital, three family members have been treated there. And I, I know it well. I've spent quite a bit of time uh, in Lenox Hill Hospital. It's a small private hospital on the Upper East Side. So the first thing that I know, I happen to know that in Lenox Hill Hospital, as is the case in many hospitals in New York and other places, is that there is a Bikur Cholim room. So let me explain what this is. There is a group of Satmer Hasidim from Williamsburg that run an organization that provides supplies for a room in almost every many of the hospitals in New York, and it's called a Biker Cholim room. And here's what happens. It's a room that's open to any Jewish person. And in this room, it is fully stocked with every kind of food that you could imagine, specifically for the family member of patients or family members of, of, of patients who are stuck in a hospital and who need kosher food. And Every day in this Bikr Cholim, it's like going out to a restaurant. There are meals, full meals, 
uh, food, drinks, snacks, everything is free, everything is available, plus every other service that you could imagine that a family member of a patient might need. I remember one time going into the Bikr Cholim room, hold on one second, one time going into the Bikr Cholim room and seeing among the various services offered, there is a shelf. And on the shelf at that time was a row of electrical outlets. And in every outlet was a, uh, a battery recharger for a cell phone. Every single different uh, charger uh, uh, outlet for every single phone in the world. So there's for an iPhone and for a, a, this phone and that phone, a whole row of chargers. So anybody in the world, because of course, you go to the hospital, you didn't bring a charger, you need to be able to recharge your phone. Amazing, amazing. So, okay. So I happen to know that that's available. And on Shabbos, there is Chalant, there's Kugel, there's Gefilte Fish, everything more than anybody could imagine. And it's all there free. And okay. All right. That's what I happen to know. In any event, I look at this post and within minutes of it being posted, there are over a hundred comments. So the comments are in categories. The first category, which is like 10, 20 posts, says, comments says, there's a beaker calling room. Go, here's where it is. Go in. There's plenty of food. No problem. Okay, that's one, one category of post. Then there's another category of post that goes like this. I live a few blocks away. I have extra food for Shabbos. Give me your room number. I'm on my way to bring you the food. Amazing. From all over the east side. Again, a couple of dozen of these. Then, there's another post. Now, this post comes from the uh, moderator and the uh, founder of this group. His name is Elon Kornblum. So Elon Kornblum, you should know, he's somewhat of a rock star within the kosher Jewish world, uh, largely for this. So Elon writes, it's all taken care of. I contacted a restaurant. The kitchen staff is still there. I put in the order. Within 15 minutes, you will have an entire Shabbos meal, everything that you need. It's on the way by Uber in 15 minutes, and it's all paid for. We're not finished. Okay. So then there are 15, 20, 30 emails about what an angel and a tzaddik Elan Kornblum is, which is all true. He is. Absolutely. He is. Then there's another category of comments that says, well, but at least we would like to share in the mitzvah of paying for it. So let us pay for it. Let us help to, to defray the cost. To which he responds, the restaurant wants it as their mitzvah. They have covered the cost. There is no cost involved. If you want to do a mitzvah, you have to do another mitzvah. This one is taken care of. And then lastly, there is a category of comments the most number, maybe 30, 40, 50 comments. What is this person's Jewish name? We want to daven for them. We wish them a Mishaberach. 
So you read this, I'm reading this, and I'm thinking to myself, the famous line, Mi ka'amcha Yisrael goy echad ba'aretz. Who is like your people Israel, God? There is no other people like this people. A unique nation in the world. So, you know, you can get irritated a little bit once in a while, but the Jewish people comes through. There's a, a quote, a quip I've shared before. Murder, perhaps. Divorce, never. Sometimes you can get a little frustrated with Jews. You know, we have our shtick, we have our stuff. But when it comes down to it, and a person is in need, you see Jewish people coming through like no one else in the world. And we say this to Hashem, especially in these days. Look down, master the universe, and look at your people. Mi ka'amcha Yisrael. Who is like your people Israel? Goy echad ba'aretz. A singular, unique nation in this world. So Hashem, if you're looking down and you're seeing this, so maybe you'll bring Mashiach. So maybe this will be the last Tisha B'Av. So maybe we'll have the complete redemption. Maybe this would be enough. I hope so. I know Hashem is listening. I hope maybe this will do it. My friends, have a wonderful day. It is great to see you. I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.